Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Team Building Podcast. I am Matt Johnson. I've got the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Cohn, with me here, as always. And uh, we have no guests today. So we've got a few things that we want to get into. We're going to talk a little bit about the Team Building Summit. We're going to talk about how to test and scale new lead sources. We're going to talk about the three buckets of leads and get into some really, really awesome in-depth stuff that's going to help you generate and convert leads in your real estate business. So as I said... The man, the myth, the legend. Jeff is with me. Hat and all, as always. Jeff Cohn, what's up? Hi, Matt Johnson. Dude, super pumped today just to have it, you and me. Obviously, we love to have guests on the show, uh, but when it's just you and I, I think we can get through a lot of content, and the content today is going to be really good, you guys. I'm excited to share uh, my journey. I'll kick it off with this, wanting to figure out how to generate leads. Of course, if you're just working your sphere of influence and you're still servicing the business, that's the best place for you to spend your time. The challenge is when you decide you don't want to service the business any longer or you want to generate additional revenue through adding agents and generating leads for them and holding them accountable to working those leads, you can't share all your sphere business or else you won't have any sphere to work. So in the beginning, went back taking my journey back to 2011, I had to figure out a way to generate leads. Of course, leads come from more than just internet leads. There's sphere leads. You can teach your agents how to engage their sphere, and we'll talk about that a little bit today. There's prospecting leads where you're doing outbound cold calling, you know, expired, FISBO, just listed, just sold, open houses, mastermind groups. And then there's internet leads, which I would say you throw that, cast that net across anything that comes off the internet. It could be an organic search on your site through search engine optimization. It could be a Facebook post that you put out organically for free or a Facebook ad, Google ads, Craigslist. The list goes on and on. So we're going to really get into all of that. But the number one thing when you leave our podcast today is you will feel more empowered to make the right decisions and where you want to deploy your personal capital or the capital of your lender and vendor partners. So you're sure you're getting the greatest return on investment. <clears throat> and we're going to give you the formula so you can year after year dissect where your leads are actually coming from and where you need to double down, triple down on your lead gen efforts. Yeah. So Matt, where should we get started, man? Well, let's start with this. I'm, I'm curious just in terms of where you're at right now, because you, you kind of have your main lead sources set, but then you always set some some money or a percentage of uh, you know of revenue or investment aside to test yep. new lead sources. So I want, to, I want you to give people an idea of where you're at now. So the people that feel like, hey, I already know what works. Now I need to kind of figure out what's the next thing. Let's start. Yep. Let's let's talk about what is the mental thought process that you go through of how to start testing out a new lead source. I love it. The first thing is anytime you're going to deploy capital into a lead source, you need to give it at least 12 months. So I don't care if you're putting $100 a month or $5,000 a month, whatever you choose to agree to put your money towards, do it for 12 months. And the reason for that is we found over the last three years, we've tracked every time a lead registers to where the lead goes under contract. And on average, a lead that registers on your website, the average is seven months before it goes under contract. The median is five months. So just give or take, call it six months. If you're paying for a lead source for six months and you don't close one deal, that's the norm. That's the average. You shouldn't expect to have one sale until the sixth month mark. And then after the six month mark, you'll start to see that pick up. So a lot of people give up after how many months? Three, four months. Oh, it didn't work. Zillow sucked. Tire lead sucked. Boomtown sucks. 
Everybody wants to blame it on the lead sources. The truth is it's you sucked because you weren't willing to wait long enough to allow the campaign to prove itself. I've never lost money. Most teams have never lost money that track their deals from any one lead source. We always have had a positive return on investment because the leads are so inexpensive in most places to generate and the commissions are so great that you really don't have to win very many times to be able to offset the cost of the lead generation. So today I teach that people should put 70% of their marketing spend towards their top three lead sources. If you don't know what your top three lead sources are, look at all your sales last year and look to see where those leads came from. Hopefully you're tracking that. If you're not, start tracking that now. So for example, last year out of the internet lead bucket, about a third of our deals came from the internet. The number one lead source was Google ads. The number two lead source was Facebook ads. And the number three source was Craigslist. And so we put 70% of our spend, we spend $10,000 a month. So $7,000 goes towards those three buckets. Now, of course, those aren't split equally. If a, a majority of our leads came from Google ads. So we put 6,000 a month towards Google, 2,000 a month towards Facebook, give or take. And then you asked about, you know, how do we test new areas? Up until this year, we would put 30% of our ad spend to new lead sources like we try out Zillow or we try out homes.com or ZBuyer or any of these new sources that are out there that other teams across the country are having success with because we always wanted to see what's the next best thing. This year in 2018, we've chosen not to deploy any capital into anything new. We feel very comfortable with the lead sources we're using today. We're open to trying new things if we wanted to, but in 2018, we're putting 100% of our spend to Google Ads, Facebook Ads, and to Craigslist. But I'd recommend to anyone listening who hasn't deployed a lot of capital, and we're in the, to the millions of dollars that has gone towards lead generation efforts. For most teams that aren't really sure, you haven't found that, I call it flow or clarity yet in your lead gen efforts, we would recommend you put a, a majority of your money into two or three sources, work behind those sources for a year, and then every year decide maybe you'd put about 25% towards something new to see if it will work better in your market versus what you're already trying to do. And you don't have to do just one thing. A lot of teams I know, Matt, and you'd probably agree with me, do one lead source. You know, you can split it up a little bit, do two or three, don't do 10. You know, we went out in 2011, we visited over 50 real estate teams. And one of the dysfunctions we saw was people were putting their time and energy into too many things. What we found is we've drawn a direct parallel line between people and leads. And there's no difference between a lead that comes off of Google ads versus Facebook versus Craigslist versus Zillow. They're all the same people. They're people that were just on a, they went down a rabbit hole and some website forced them to register. And when I say there's no difference, we track average sales price from every rabbit hole. We track average time in our database before they go under contract. We track what percentage are buyers, what percentage are sellers. And yeah, there's are some differentials, but not enough for it to matter. So for example, our Craigslist leads buy 15, buy homes that are worth 15% less than our um, Omaha's average sales price. Whereas a Google ad is just the average sales price, but so what? 15%, it's 180,000 versus 220,000. Yeah, and there was so, a time when even that didn't hold up. Like there was, there yeah, was there, one year there, where it was markedly different and then there was another year where it was right on yeah. par with average. So even that doesn't, doesn't consistently hold up. Yep, I agree. So I think the big thing to take away from this for those listening is leads are leads are leads and people are people are people. Find the lead sources that you can, where you can essentially buy a person's phone number, email address for the least amount of money. So currently, and this is what it's been like for the last six years, we joined Boomtown in 2011. They told me they'd generate a couple hundred leads overnight and I didn't believe it because up to that point I had had an organic site, theconeteam.com. We maybe generated five leads a year off this website. Uh, we didn't drive traffic to it. We didn't do SEO. It was really an online business card because everybody expected you to have a website. And so 
Um, right out of the gate, September of 2011, we joined Boomtown, and I got a lender, two lenders, to partner to pay for the Boomtown platform, and then pay 500 a month in ad spend to generate leads. And in the first 30 days, I generated 300 registered internet leads. And I didn't even believe it. I'm going through these names. I'm like, no way is this real. So I start calling, and it's like real people. They gave me their real phone number, their real email address, and I'm like, this is insane. 300 leads. And so that's what compelled me to hire six agents within 60 days. So by November of 2011, I had six agents. I was generating 300 leads a month. Um, and I ended up going from my best year, which was 80 deals, to that following year. In, year in 2012, we did 240 sides for $42.5 million in volume. All of that happened because we had all those leads that were coming in. And so what we've learned from then till now is that Google AdWord leads work. You can convert them. And so do all the other lead sources, but someone has to work them systematically to be able to convert at 3%, which is our average conversion ratio. We pay about a dollar. If anyone wants to search Omaha, search Buy House Omaha, Nebraska, you're going to see our ads are going to pop up more often than anyone else. Um, the search term, you know, it's going to be search Omaha MLS or full access MLS. That's going to kind of be the buzz to try to get people to click. Every time someone clicks, as most of you know, I'm going to spend between a dollar and two dollars. If I get 10 clicks, I'm going to get a lead. Our average click to lead conversion, 10 clicks equals one lead. And so I'm spending about $10 or 10 to $20 to generate a registered lead. And at a 3% conversion ratio, I'm spending $330 to $660 to convert one sale. Now, in this is the magic. I give those leads out to my agents at a 50-50 split, and our average commission right now is $7,000. So if my agent converts a lead I've generated to them, I make $3,500. So I spend $330 to $660 to make $3,500. And the beauty is I'm not even spending the money on the leads. I'm getting my lender and vendor partners to spend the money on the leads. So if I look at the true return on investment, it's infinite. That's like a 7x, 8x return. So anyone listening, this is totally doable in your market. Everyone should be doing this in their market. The challenge isn't the leads. The challenge is the work behind the conversion of the leads. That's where the rubber meets the road, and that's where the systems, Elite Real Estate Systems teaches. That's what's going to really help differentiate a team that functions with two or three agents versus a team that can function with 10 to 20 to 50, which is where we are today. Yeah. And, uh, and and I want to mention a couple things real quick. So number one, uh, there's a, a gentleman that I interviewed out of um, Kentucky, guy named Scott Hack. And he does, so he, he does kind of a similar funnel. So they generate leads off their website, but they don't have a forced registration. And so what that does is it increases the number of people you have to put into the funnel to get a lead. But his perspective on it is that because you're not forcing registration, the quality of the leads are better and so the leads that he works are fewer, and so he gets a higher percentage of, of conversion, which is an interesting approach, and I think it can work. I don't know that it works at scale and is as predictable as forcing registration, getting like a 10 to 1 uh, click to lead rate, but something interesting to, uh, to consider. And the second thing and I that, wanted to bring up. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me just let me speak to that now because of this parallels to that point. That's the broker philosophy. You know, a majority of brokers, I feel like they put a website out there that offers value to the public, which is MLS syndicated. And they allow the consumer to use the site as often as they'd like for free. When I say for free, they don't have to buy access through giving you contact information. And I feel like. I, I think that it works for some. It depends on the overall strategy and culture of the team. I think net-net, less people would register. So if I'm going to get less people putting their hand up, of course, those people that do put their hand up are going to be better qualified. So if you're an individual agent who doesn't want to build a team and have you know, all these leads coming in, I think that would be a better route to go. Let people volunteer. That's the Zillow approach. People request an agent or Dave Ramsey approach. Those leads are going to be more qualified. You'll convert more of them. But if you have a team of 10 agents, 
20 agents, 30 agents, and you need to send out a lot of leads to them so that they feel like there's a value for being on the team and they want more opportunities to run behind, then you're going to have to have some type of a squeeze page. And I'd say if you looked at the top 20 websites, go to Real Trends, top 1,000, go to the top agents and units or volume and go through and open all their websites. I'm assuming all of them are going to be squeeze pages to generate leads to their site. Yeah, yeah, you might be right about that. Uh, so the second thing I wanted to bring up is getting back to the idea of testing a new lead source. Uh, so this is where I feel like a lot of people, whether it's entrepreneurs in real estate or not, a lot of people struggle with this. <clears throat> so in real estate, there is a proven model, uh, performance model for how to generate sale, like you mentioned, the other two buckets, right? Sphere and prospecting. Extremely proven, right? Extremely predictable. The only variable is really just the skills of the salesperson involved, right? So if you apply yourself, you build the skills, you do the work, you're going to get a certain result, right? All that is known. When you jump into the internet lead source game, there, there are some proven models out there. And Jeff, you've got one and other people might have others. However, for the average person, they're stepping kind of out into the unknown. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's why people like that. When you get that phenomenon of people quitting within two or three or four months, that's why they're quitting is because yeah. they're stepping into the unknown and they're stepping into the realm of really true entrepreneurship, which is yeah. building a model that isn't yet proven and figuring out something that works for you. And so right. I just wanted to go back and kind of simplify and revisit some of the things that you probably sped quickly through because you kind of gave an overview of your experience. I want to pull a couple of things out. Sure. Number one, commit to it for 12 months. Right. Yep. So number two is that you're looking at and you're kind of figuring out what your key metrics are, hopefully in advance. Now, in some cases, you won't always know what those are, but now you know what they are. So we're talking about the cost per lead, right? Yep. The uh, well, the cost per click, the cost per lead and then the lead conversion ratios, essentially. Right. Yep. And this is simple stuff. Everyone's worried about this. A lot of times if you're using like a boomtown system, most of the lead gen companies are going to track all this on the back end for you. But even if you just went out and did this on your own, you could hire my guy in the, the Dominican Republic to post to Craigslist as an example. You'd pay him around $400 a month. He'd post 100 houses a day. Every lead that came in from him, you could track those leads every month. So you would know, let's say it's 100 leads that came in. So if you paid $400 and 100 leads came in, how much is that per lead? We're I don't even about, know. Yeah. <laughs> Four dollars. Four hundred bucks for a hundred leads, you said? Four bucks a lead, yeah. Yeah, four yeah. bucks a lead. So let's say that you determine it takes 20 of those opportunities to convert one sale. You take four times 20 and you're 80 bucks to convert a deal. Pretty good deal. So that is the simple math. What's nice is in Boomtown, it tracks all that for me across a bunch of different lead gen platforms. And it shows you the percentages of how many clicks to get a lead. Um, and then, of course, I know how many leads to convert a deal. The only way to know that, though, is you have to put those deals in as closed you know, it's pending right. and closed deals. And a lot yeah. of people aren't tracking that. So yeah. for anyone listening to this that doesn't know their conversions and doesn't know if it, their in, you know, investments are actually getting them positive returns, you just need to start tracking it. And the best way to track it is to re require your admin to track it. And if you're tracking things on your own, require yourself to track it. I won't pay my agents out until they indicate to me where that lead came from. And in most instances, I already know because the back end of our system tracks where each lead source comes from. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So, yeah, so you're committing to a certain time frame and then you're tracking, if, you know, two to three key metrics along the way. So that way, you know, you know, some assembly, you have some sense of the results that are coming in because at two, three, four months, you may not have closed deals necessarily, but you should have deals either in the pipeline or, or active leads that right. you know are about ready to pop. Yep. When right? a lead so, source doesn't work, when someone says it doesn't work, doesn't work to me means no one's signing up. That's okay. the only time it doesn't work. If people are signing up, the only thing not working is you and your dialogue. So that's, 
That's a big part of this is right. knowing how to engage the best way, which we could talk about that at the end of this podcast. If we have some extra time, that's a whole nother conversation. But one thing I want to make sure the audience takes away from this. If you're going to personally service the business, do not generate internet leads. They are the worst place to generate leads. They, they take the most amount of time and they are, they're probably arguably, arguably the most costly if you're personally servicing them. So it all comes back to what you're worth per hour. If you work you know, 40 hour work weeks, 50 weeks out of the year. And last year you made a hundred thousand dollars. You're worth $50 an hour. So every time you spend an hour doing something, you need to make sure you earn more than 50 bucks working internet leads. I don't think would be worth your time. I think you should spend your a majority of time. If you're still servicing, calling your sphere of influence and offering them something of value. Next step would be prospecting in some area where you have a competitive advantage, like calling a neighborhood that you sell a majority of homes in or calling expired leads to tell expired leads about all of your successes. The internet leads is the last bucket. The only reason I turned that flow on was because I knew I personally didn't want to have to service the business the rest of my life. And I honestly thought, Matt, back when I was 31 and I launched our team, Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, I thought maybe into my mid-50s, if I started in my 30s, 20 years later, maybe that's, that wheel could generate the same income I was earning selling. And at the time, I was making $350,000 net selling. Two years later, I quit servicing the business. My team made me, my first year, my team made me over $200,000. I made a half a million dollars. I sold and my team was selling. And that's where the light bulb went on. I'm like, well, what would happen if I quit selling and I focused on building a real estate business? So I doubled my agent count, doubled my lead count. Of course, I've done that now three or four more times. So we're up to 50 agents, 2,000 leads a month. People are always like, well, how much bigger do you want to get? And I'm like, who asks that? Like, real, I honestly feel like real estate agents are the only people in any entrepreneurial venture that say, how much bigger would you want to get? Like, as if it's a bad thing. Right. And I always joke, McDonald's never apologizes for winning against Burger King, be it that they have 10 times as many restaurants. In what other entrepreneurial venture are people like, wow, you opened up your 22nd car wash? And like, people like... Like, I don't understand it. Well, like, I think I it goes, it goes to the root of this. Uh, well, I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. But I think it goes to this fundamental thing, which real estate has probably more than a lot of other industries, which is the whole rock star kind of it's a handicap, yes. really, because yes. we're so focused on building rock star, like high profit businesses where really what it comes down to is it's the entrepreneur themselves doing all the work that makes that business profitable. So, Real quick, let's announce, let's address this, and this will get people talking. <laughs> Who is building the rock stars? Who makes someone appear as a rock star? And I'll argue that it's the broker that makes someone look like a rock star. The broker literally puts people on stages and gives them little trophies and pats them on the back and says, you are number one, you are number two, you are number three. I just did it last week in San Antonio. Number two in the entire country at Berkshire. I put it on my Facebook page. I felt better about myself when I laid down at night. But at, at the end of the day, let's dissect that. That broker wants me to continue being a rock star because I'm a cog in their wheel generating revenue to them. So, of course, they're going to applaud us. The truth is we want to build rock stars within our organization. And you even heard me argue that we don't even want rock stars. We just want the fan club, you know, agents doing 10, 15 deals a year. I don't want to deal with the headaches of the rock right. star agents. So, yeah, yeah, it's really it's really interesting who created <laughs> that idea club. of rock star. And the negative of a rock star is they have to be out servicing and rocking it out every weekend, man, and doing it. Who wants that lifestyle, guys? No one should want that. I like to go in front of groups of real estate agents in front of their brokers and say, everyone in this room should stop selling real estate within the next two years, just like I did. And you can. And here's the model to do it. How many brokers tell you to stop selling real estate? 
Brokers don't tell you that. So that is why this whole conversation here the last 10 minutes is why you would need internet leads. You have to have a scalable, and this is from Gary Keller himself. I went to his class in Austin a couple years ago. He said, any business that's going to expand within a city across the state or across the country has to have a systematic approach to leveraged lead generation. You cannot systematically leverage lead generation when it comes to your sphere. You arguably can when it comes out on prospecting if you hire outside or inside sales agents, but the best way is through internet lead generation. It does work. People will tell you it doesn't. It only doesn't work because the agents working them don't work. Ooh, that's a good quote. Will you capture that and put that somewhere? <laughs> it only doesn't work if the agents working the leads don't right. work. Yes, this is true. <laughs> so. Okay, well, let's, uh, oh man, well, we, we promised that we would mention briefly about how to, how to scale up a little bit on the, on the sphere side. So let's say you are in a rock star business and yep. let's say you want to, you enjoy, I mean, there are people out there that enjoy that part of the business. Yes, they're building a team. They want yep, leverage, they, want, they want the lifestyle, but they want to keep servicing the people yep. that they love and they're, that are passionate about helping. So. And I'm still servicing too, Matt. I'll go on listing presentations for VIPs and certain mm -hmm. clients for one yeah. hour. And it's actually right. my highest income producing activity. I make seven grand an hour yeah. doing that. All right. So how do you scale up uh, a little bit on the, uh, on the personal sphere? That's easy, guys. Number one, more conversations with more people that you know, that know you, like you, trust you, or that you need to get to know you, like you, trust you. So I, I really um, subscribe to the Michael Mayer strategy in seven levels of communication where you go out to lunch, go to happy hour, grab coffee, grab drinks, whatever, with as many people as possible. And your entire focus needs to be to bring value to them and their life, their business, their family, whatever the important thing is that they want to talk about. And you become the uniconnector. And so every person you're meeting with, you're introducing them to someone else. And then that other someone else, you're introducing them to someone else. And all of these people start to feel indebted to you. So when they come across someone, all you say to them is, you know, I know I introduced you to so-and-so, but all I could ask of you is that when you come across someone you know moving into Omaha or into your city or that's considering selling their property, that you'd send them my way. And I would love to, you know, take care of them and make sure they get the best service possible. The sad thing is no one refers an agent because of the great service they offer. People refer agents because they have a relationship with them. That's a big takeaway. Even if you're the best and have the best widget, no one knows you. If no one knows you, they're not going to use you. And so not only do you create, you become this unit connector and help other people be successful at the things they're wanting to be successful at, you also ask them for an opportunity to share with them your buyer presentation or your seller presentation for 15 or 20 minutes in person or over the internet and show them the value that you offer. So you're not just a realtor like everybody else. You actually have a USP, a unique selling proposition that they then can share with family and friends when they have opportunities to refer. And so the agents I know of, and I could list them off on probably one hand that make over a million dollars a year and are still servicing, they each spend over three hours a day, five days a week prospecting. That's where you pick up, where is it? You pick up this really cool device, um, Apple does a good job, but there's lots of other companies that make them and you make a phone call like old fashioned and you could use Mojo dialer if you want to be on a dialer and you can be fancy and put on a headset, but you engage with humans, you talk to them, you become friends with them, you follow up with them systematically every quarter and you add value to their life and you become, you matter in their, in their world. And if you want to take it the next step further, you learn to communicate in their way. If they don't want to talk on the phone, they prefer Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, message them the way they want to be messaged, but show them that you actually care about them. Read how to win friends and influence people before you try influencing people. Don't just call someone and say, the greatest compliment you could ever give me is a referral from you of your family and friends. I like, I cringe when I see that yeah. on a business card. Do not do that. <laughs>
<laughs> but those are, uh, that's I how will, you engage with your sphere. I will agree, and I will add to that that uh, a lot of the agents that I know of that are still successfully working their sphere uh, in a scalable way, like the, the, the addition, like the scaling component, isn't just scaling up the number of conversations, although that's definitely one way to do it, and that's the, uh, the foundation way to do it. Um, I would add to that events. Because that gives you a scalable way to take those those one on one phone conversations into the real world, where you can have scalable relationships. With I people. love it. And a lot of younger people, I feel like millennials, Z and Y gen, are scared to engage. But if you have something, you can invite them to. So we start. You said events, right? So we started doing quarterly charity events. So we have an event this Saturday to fight diabetes in children. Um, last quarter, we did a humane society event raising money for pets. Um, we've done a back to school event, but it gives you an excuse to invite your family and friends to come out to an event. Um, obviously, every six months or every year, you can have a past client and sphere party. Um, most of the time, you can rent out a movie theater for you know five hundred bucks. It's not a huge cost, and get people all in one room where you get to share a message and then watch ET. And they'll usually do throwbacks like where you can play yeah. a movie. I know in Omaha, awesome. the Alamo will do that. So I think that's a great idea, having an event and giving them a reason. Another thing I want to throw out there for anyone not already doing this, I will tell you right now, everyone you know that knows your name wants an automatic email every time a house hits the market in their neighborhood, letting them know what's going on with the real estate market in their subdivision. Most people's homes are their biggest investment. I've never had someone say, no, Jeff, I don't want to be emailed every time a house hits the market or every time a house sells in, sells in my neighborhood. Everyone wants that. So the, the gold is where... In the subject heading, you say new listing from insert your name and people start to assume all of these homes that are getting listed are your listings. That's not what you're trying to say. You're trying to remind them, hey, Jeff's in real estate, Matt's in real estate, Jeff's in real estate, Matt's in real estate. But the subject says new listing from Jeff Cohn, new listing from Jeff Cohn, new listing from Jeff Cohn. So when they think to sell in two or three years and they have 27 agents to choose from because people do have 27 agents to choose from, they think of Jeff Cohn because I'm the one that's constantly hitting their inbox. You can set that up for free through your MLS. You can hire a, an assistant to go through and look up everybody in your sphere's addresses. They can find it on the county records and set them up on an auto email. Um, I think that the biggest thing there, and Frank Klesitz has shared this with me, is you can ultimately build your own Google. You don't have to be dependent on generating ads, if you create a database of all the people that live in your city, then you have that entire database that you can market to. And right now, we went from a thousand back in 2011 to over 200,000 email addresses in our database today in 2018 that we're marketing to. And our goal is to have everyone set up on an auto email, letting them know, you know, of houses that hit the market in their neighborhood or sell in their neighborhood. So right. really easy give, and everyone wants to have that. And five years from now, Jeff, you'll have everybody in the entire city of Omaha. People, everyone event. listening is like 200,000 people in Omaha. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I thought that was a small cow town. Okay. Right. Um, so let's end with, uh, well, first of all, um, we've got the team building summit coming up. Uh, there is a question that I want to get to, but I wanted to mention the team building summit as well as live stream. So first of all, yeah. guys, go to erslivestream.com. Check out the twice-week high-def, high-quality audio video trainings there uh, for yourself or for your agents. So whether you're the agent yourself or whether you're the team leader and you have agents underneath you, uh, if you're an indie broker, whatever the case is, this is an amazing outlet to get at the, the best quality training in the industry that's going on right now. Twice a week delivered straight to you. And then, Jeff, it's you're adding seven, some things to 17. that, too. Seventeen, 17 bucks a month. Yeah, it's I ridiculous. Mean, that, that's insane. I just signed up for the family Apple Music plan, which is fourteen ninety nine. So you can have eight hours of live stream content out of our 
you know, flagship team for an individual agent for 17 bucks a month. And if you're a team lead, we can get you 12 hours of content, which is team lead specific. There's four hours team lead specific and a coaching call and 10 seats in the $17 a month product. Yep. What'd you ask right. me? Uh, team building summit. Okay. So guys, we had a vision of putting together the top real estate team building specific event in the country. This is our inaugural event. We're hosting it May 8th through May 10th. We invite all to attend. Tickets, $297. That includes a two full day event, a welcome party the night before, breakfast and lunch both days. There's tons of surprises. We have six top VIP agents who are team leaders from across the country attending. You can see the whole list of who's going to be speaking there. We're going to do agent spotlights where I'm going to do interviews every couple of hours with each of these individual agents. And then there's going to be Q&A for the whole audience to engage with all these VIP team leaders. And they're going to be answering the question, why? Why build a team? Why do agents stay on a team? Why do great staff members choose to join certain teams? Essentially, the question specific to why surrounding everything real estate team related. We also have four keynote speakers. The CEO of Viral Marketing, Frank Clezitz, is going to be speaking, as is the CEO of Rockerbox, Josh Cunningham. And then Dotloop is partnered with us as well. Dotloop for Teams is a new product they're rolling out. They asked if they could co-host this event with us. They're going to be sending one of their high-end representatives. And Boomtown's Director of Growth, Rivers Pierce, will be there. So we have four keynotes, six VIP speakers, tons of breakouts. I'm also going to be bringing up all of my agents, not all of them, but like my top six agents, and asking them, why are you on my team? Why do you stay on my team? Where do you see the value? We're going to also bring up my marketing service agreement partners, my lenders and vendors, as well as my staff members. So it's going to get real. We're going to ask them real questions about why they, they partner with me and why they're associated with my organization to hopefully help unveil new ideas, new strategies that other team potential team leaders could implement in their business. And then we have a $497 option. It's our VIP option, which gives you front row seating at the event. It also gives you a private VIP party the second evening and two breakout lunches, both days of the event, where during that breakout lunch, you'll just be... Um, eating lunch with all of the VIP speakers and be able to engage them and talk to them about um, their teams and the successes that they're having. So if you want more information on that, just go out to the teambuildingsummit.com, um, the teambuildingsummit.com. Awesome. All right. Well, let's finish out with this. This is a question from Davis. says, what should you do in a very uh, low uh, inventory environment? And he gives an example. Uh, his farm of 1,000 homes has an 8% turnover, but that only translates to like two or three properties for sale at any one time. So Jeff, is there any specific? Yeah, I hear uh, this one guidance. a lot. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. You need to move. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly do have this come up. You know, Adam Hergenrother is a great example. Yeah. I think he struggled with a pretty small market in Virginia, and he's built. I think he has over twenty expansion teams, maybe ten. I'll puff the numbers, Adam. He has twenty expansion teams, killing it all over the place. So don't be scared to create a business. I like to call it virtual agent where you might start opening other shops across your state or within all of the neighboring cities, and I'm sure you've already thought of this, and maybe it's not going to be an option. If that's not an option and you're not interested in doing it, you have to motivate people to sell. So you have to cold call someone that doesn't have their property on the market and explain to them how great of a market it is. Just door knocking, show up with a market analysis already prepared for their property, which is simple to do if you're staying in subdivisions. And I don't know if you have subdivisions, if it's rural, but essentially pull, pull comps together so you can show up, share a quick presentation if they're there. If they're not home, you leave a quick handwritten note and put the CMA in their door. I like to grab FedEx envelopes to stick these into because you can get the FedEx, FedEx envelopes for free and then you can seal them and everyone's going to open. I hope this is legal, but I, we've done this with expired letters. You, you leave a FedEx envelope on a 
the door, someone's opening it up. If you have it with your real estate logo and they can tell it's just sales crap, they're going to throw it into a garbage can. Everyone's opening up a FedEx envelope. So um, you, you have to create demand in your marketplace and, and or expand into other markets and show people why they need to either purchase, you know, buy land, buy investment properties, sell their properties because the market's high, interest rates are going up, create some type of a fear factor to motivate people to make a decision. Gotcha. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, let's finish off with that. Uh, for the show itself, make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you want the video version or if you prefer to listen in your earbuds, you can get it on iTunes or Stitcher. Just search for the Team Building Podcast with Jeff Cohn. Super easy to find. Uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to feature some of the speakers from the Team Building Summit on the podcast over the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for that. We've got an awesome lineup of speakers for that. Uh, we've had, you know, Mary was a great example. We had her on a couple weeks ago. She'll be speaking. Yeah. Um, and we've had, uh, you guys may know, Dan Beer. Uh, from my other podcast. Uh, we've had him on a couple of times on Real Estate Uncensored. My partner Greg, and I are speaking. Yep. Yeah, Greg yep, McDaniels, Greg McDaniels and Johnson are coming on. Greg yep. Harrelson, Spring yep. Benson. Uh, we've got a whole lineup, you guys. We're super yep. jacked about it. Oh, Chris Waters, operations manager. Brad's going to be jumping on oh, with us. Nice. And he, yeah, they're, all these teams are huge in their marketplaces, killing it. So mm-hmm. you guys are going to have a lot of content coming at you over the next six weeks. So be sure, like Matt said, to subscribe and uh, make sure you're getting all this content. Also, I want to ask that anyone that's found value in this, would you please go to iTunes and give us a five-star review and also give us a couple sentences, maybe throw a shout out to one of our past podcast guests, or just let us know what your greatest takeaway is. And we're always looking for feedback as well. So if anyone ever wants to message me on Facebook or message Matt Johnson and ask us to cover a certain topic, we're always looking for new content to deliver to you. And we will do the research. We will mastermind with the top minds to be able to give you guys the best information possible to help you build and scale your businesses and stop selling real estate. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> all right and with that said thanks so much for watching and listening and supporting and all that good stuff that you guys do and we will see you on the next one thanks you guys